Madam Chair and members of the committee, thank you for the opportunity to testify on the public safety crisis created by the Supreme Court's decision in the Castro Herrera case. Shehelelos is my tribal name, Terry Gobin is my English name, and I proudly serve as the chairwoman of Tulalip Tribes. As one of the very first tribes to implement tribal jurisdiction that Congress restored to tribal nations in the 2013 VAWA, and as a tribe that has had to endure the harmful consequences of PL 280 in the state of Washington. Tulalip offers a unique perspective on how and why the court's decision will dramatically determine public safety throughout all of Indian country. The PL 280 is a law Congress enacted in 1953 during the termination era of federal Indian policy that divested criminal and civil jurisdiction from the tribes and allowed states to unilaterally assume this jurisdiction. Washington State PL 280 to accept jurisdiction over certain criminal and civil matters in the late 50s and early 60s. The Castro Hirata case couldn't be more wrong with its underlying assumption that states will do a better job of protecting our children, or that by adding a layer of jurisdiction will do no harm. From a PL 280 tribe with, tri with decades of experience with the state having this jurisdiction on a reservation, we are here to tell you that there is great harm. It simply doesn't work. When Tulalip began exercising jurisdiction over non-Indians for domestic violence crimes under the VAWA tribal provision, children were present and physically harmed in over half the incidences we prosecuted. Yet the state did not prosecute a single case against a non-Indian for these crimes against our children. Aside from the chaos and confusion that occurs when a state has jurisdiction over tribal lands, that jurisdiction is rarely exercised. And if the state does exercise this authority, there's often biased treatment, discrimination, and an insensitivity toward the tribal victim and their families. This leads to extreme distrust and no confidence in the law and justice, making prosecution in Indian cases extremely difficult and crimes go unpunished. Adding a layer to the state jurisdiction also becomes an impediment to the fulfillment of federal trust responsibilities. Cases and people fall through the cracks of this jurisdictional complexity as both state and federal law enforcement step back in favor of the other's jurisdiction. This is why we work hard to secure a partial re retrocession of the jurisdiction granted to the state of Washington, but the decision injects uncertainty into PL 280. This uh, is the state jurisdiction now resurrected 
or could it be? Does the state now have jurisdiction without PL 280? Ultimately, the court's decision restricts the ability of tribal nations to seek self-sufficiency and build strong governments. And it disregards the connection between sovereignty and safety for native children, threatening to obscure the critical work this Congress has done to restore our inherent right to protect our children. With the Supreme Court's consideration of Bracken versus Holland in the upcoming term, the, op the opportunity for misinterpretations with regards to the inherent sovereignty of our tribal nation calls for the court's immediate correction. We desperately need Congress to act and correct the court's decision. And thank you again for taking this time to hear my testimony. Thank you very much, Chair Gobin. The chair now recognizes the Honorable Sarah Hill, who is the Attorney General for the Cherokee Nation. Attorney General Hill, the floor is yours.